1: Welcome to Next Step Leadership. I'm Chris Maxwell, and uh, Tracy Reynolds is with me, and I enjoyed our uh, conversation in our last episode, and I want to continue that dialogue because I believe there's so much important information here. Absolutely. It's a pleasure
0: again to have Derek Sinistrero with us from Sweetwater, Uh, and uh, I described that last time as the Chick-fil-A of music companies in the world, and uh, so let's just continue our conversation. Welcome back, Derek
2: thanks good to be back with you guys
1: well it's it is like we like we said it's great to have you back and um as we ended our our first conversation with you uh i I wanted us to uh, make sure we had time in this episode to talk about um how important relationships are even in this techno world and often many of us use the phrase that we need uh high-touch in the high-tech world. We need that, what I talk about in my book, equilibrium. We need to balance those out. Um, but talk to us from your perspective. I mean, Tracy and I want to learn from you. Our audience wants to learn from you, from your experience about, uh, the importance of relationships, even in this high-tech world.
2: Yeah. So yeah, it's a, um, it is a challenge. And I think that, you know, like we, we struggle sometimes with communicating with our customers in ways that people want to communicate, you know the tendency now, of course, is the is the text or you know not not a voicemail because nobody listens to voicemails, but um, those kinds of things. And yet, as a company and me personally, I guess I would say even me personally is I want to talk to somebody on the phone. And now that's not always easy because, like I say, a lot of folks don't want to talk to the on the phone. But that's really the only way that we can have that kind of relationship and build a relationship with someone is actually communicating with them and talking to them you know, on the phone. It's just not the same. I mean, we can say it's the same, but it's not. Texting people and emailing people is not the same thing. And so that kind of a, just the communication technology is a challenge because getting people to understand that, that you know, we can't, I can't really do what I do by just having text communication but really having more of that uh, direct communication with the customer. So again, that's from the relational personal aspect. But Then of course we have the open book of technology and how technology, Mm -hmm. as far as gear, that kind of gets us all out of whack and can easily create more problems than it can help. And, you know, I see a lot of times with, um, especially with, as we went through the whole pandemic thing and every church in the world needed to be online and that sort of, uh, rush to that technology um, and how that became a distraction in my opinion to a lot of churches where you know they had to make that happen, which I understand it was important. but now we continue to use that online experience and again in the church world, you can talk about it how till you're blue in the face, but an online church experience is not the same as being in the building. And not the same as the personal interaction. I and mean, so same kind of idea where yet our culture wants to say the opposite, you know, and wants to, wants to fight us on that idea that personal relationship, connection, communication, whether it be on the phone or, you know, online, I mean, there's some benefits to the Zoom thing, but it's still mm-hmm. not the same as being face-to-face That's with right. somebody. And same thing in the church world, you know, it's, you can have the online church thing, but it's not the same, you know, and, and that's tough because like, in fact, a couple of our church plants that we're in the process of doing right now, they're talking about wanting to do online when they start and. Personally, I think that's an awful idea. You know, I, mm. I, why encourage people <laughs> to do online church when you're just starting? You know, the whole point right. is to gather, you know. And so, mm. yeah, those are all I think those are some of the things that can really be challenging when it comes to the whole technology thing.
0: One of the things I, I appreciate you said was you have to you try to find out the style that people prefer to communicate, and that's so key, I think, for for any kind of leader, but in a church leadership world, I mean, I, one of the things I'm supposed to do every week is to make a phone call to somebody. Well, a year ago, I realized nobody answers the phone anymore; it always goes to voicemail. And do they even listen to that? So, I've, yeah. you know, so i so I just text them. I yeah. get responses from text about seventy five percent of the time. Uh, So at least to make a contact and it's not, but it's not the same you Your background has been so diverse in that you have been a part of worship teams Um, Chris and I listened to a podcast you did uh, back in 2019 about worship and finding that it was all about this relational aspect from my opinion with God and how what we're trying to do is facilitate that and sometimes how keeping our priorities straight as it relates to equipment and gear and technology and what we're trying to do in a worship service. I would love it if you would talk a bit about uh, how you try to help people make good choices in that regard.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a, it's a tough challenge because you know, my job at the end of the day is to sell gear. And so the, the balancing act is, you know, we have a church culture that has um, established certain products as being must-haves in mm-hmm. the church world, and you know, I always use the Nord keyboard as the yep. classic example. <laughs> you know, it's a very Christian keyboard, and yeah, it's, yeah. You know, I got
0: a friend that always says, "Where where the Nord is, the Lord is," you know, right, right, <laughs> which isn't true, of course.
2: It's not true, and you know, and so I have churches that will want a Nord keyboard, and sometimes it's appropriate, sometimes it's not, you know, and yeah. And so I try to have that conversation. Or another big one that comes up recently is the whole multi-track thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan, and conceptually, I'm not a big fan. I had a church recently that's a longtime customer, and I have a good relationship with them. And I challenged them pretty hard on the concept of using multi-tracks and sort of explaining to them sort of my philosophy, which in a nutshell is God's given you what God's given you when it comes to musicians. And Mm. as I used to tell my worship team when I was in California is if I want to hear it like the record, i just play the CD. And, Mm. but that's Mm. not what I want. I want to hear you. I want to hear your passion. I want to hear your heart. I want you to express what you do on the instrument and lead this body in the way that we lead this body. And that, you know, it's not, it has to sound like the record because I don't know where that came from in church world. And it's unfortunate Mm. But that's where it's become. And so there's a lot of technology that comes along with that of the whole track thing. And then we gotta have in-ears, and then we gotta have click, and then we have to have guide track. And it's like, wow, you don't need all those things, you know. I mean sometimes it's appropriate in some situations it may make sense, but it's it's become unfortunately a lot of times it's just well, that's what everybody's doing, so that must be what we need to do as well, you know, and Again, I try to push back when it's appropriate, but also Mm -hmm. you know I I can only push back so much. On that's not my job to to you know (laughs) change their whole philosophy of ministry. I don't have the power to do that. But I can interject. We thought thought you
1: would do it. We were counting on you to change everything that needs to change. But I guess you're not going to do (laughs) that. Wow. Well, you know I um,
0: I I have a background in music education, and as I'm listening to you. my heart's just bursting with, with resilience because it is all about trying to unearth what God has placed. I love what you said. You have what God has given you. And I've just always believed that that when God puts together uh, a group of people that we'll call a body of Christ, a local body of Christ, that you have everything you need to do what God has called you to do. we I'm not saying it's easy. We're going to have to develop that. The Mm -hmm. little church that we're working with uh, just down the road here, they have tons of wonderful people. uh, And it would be so easy to go in and take over rather than just come alongside and don't even let them know that that, I know a little bit about what they're trying to do, but just to to help them out, just to 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 humbly serve them and facilitate what they're trying to do, and it's so much better than us piping our music down there or sending our guys down there. To maybe it would be played differently, but uh, I resonate with that, and I appreciate you your sensitivity to that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's a um, you know we have a a Spanish ministry at our church, and um, it's been a struggle to get musicians and to get a team together but i'm i'm sort of overseeing it and i don't speak spanish so that's a whole nother challenge in (laughs) itself but um but we've sort of taken that approach and yeah it's not always great and it's not Mm -hmm. always polished and it's not always you know exactly what you quote unquote think it should be but it's them and it's you know it's building something and you have to build something i mean i think back to the church that i'm at now pine hills i mean we've been going there since 2007 and when we started there it was pretty homespun and it was a pretty mm-hmm. small town church kind of a vibe um and seeing how that's grown and you know it's developed into I mean, the level of musicianship is very high but that's taken a long time and it mm-hmm. also takes a lot of investment and it also takes a lot of good musicians attracting other good musicians you know that's a huge part of that yes it is and so that kind of creates that environment where like guys want to get together and they want to play together because you know it's like oh i, I this guy i really he plays well yet he's serious about his faith and so wow mm-hmm. i want to be a part of that you know those are the kinds of things that take a long time to develop and it's not the easy road it's the long road like we we're talking mm. about with the relationships with customers it's the long road and always playing the long game it's the same mm. thing in worship ministry is that you ain't going to go from nothing to elevation elevation didn't get there by just waking up one day and they were now the Elevation Worship Team, you know. Mm. It doesn't work that way. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of development to be able to really grow a team, and yet we think we need to reproduce that in other churches, you know, day one or or when, you know, they see these things. And I think the whole YouTube thing and all that stuff has been such a contributor to all that is because mm. for I was just telling somebody this the other day, you know, back in back in my day, <laughs> like an old person, that if you went to another church or you went to a conference, then you'd come back with like, oh wow, man, I got to see like they really took it to another level. Nowadays you see that every day, all day long on mm-hmm. videos and YouTube and all that kind of stuff, where so people are seeing this, which then leads to that. I've gotta have a Nord and I've gotta have you know, this, that and the other thing. And And I think it's just easy to get off track. And I'm certainly never saying those are terrible, bad things, because that's not even the point. The point is, in fact, the podcast thing you mentioned that I've done several, one of the things I say all the time is that, you know, what's the motive behind it? What's the motive behind what you're trying to do and why you're doing it? Are you just doing it because somebody else is? Or have you really had a great conversation and maybe a little battle about mm-hmm. where are we going and why are we going there, and really looking at what your motives are at the end of the day.
0: It really comes down to asking the "why" question, doesn't yeah. it? Right? You know, why? Why? And I have to. It's kind of brutal at times to have to ask my own self the question. Hey, Tracy, what? Wh- why do you want to do that? What? What is the deal there? What's What's really going on there? So it's kind of like why dot 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 really.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No. It's Challenging when we do that in our for ourselves.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, absolutely, but but I have to have some people in my life who love the Lord and love me enough to speak truth and say, Tracy, that uh, you know, I, why, why do you want to do that? Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate the integrity. That's the word I, I kind of resounds in in my head uh, with Sweetwater wanting you to do and giving you the latitude. That's uh, and that's taken years too, but that they allow Derek and I, you're probably not the only one who does that. You want them to make good decisions so that they'll, as you said, if you teach them to do that now, you may save them a whole boatload of heartache that down the road, you're taking the long view that they're going to appreciate that. And uh, I, that goes a, a, a long way towards building trust, not just in a brand, but also in a person that leads
1: to that brand and represents that brand. Uh, that's yeah. And well, what are what are some ways that you believe we can um, build community um, as we are trying to have the best sound equipment? You know, what do we need on our stage? What, what do we need on the screen? Uh, because there are times, as you were talking about, your church, it, it took time to invest in relationships. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, so often... We have people just staring at the stage instead of building relationships. Mm. Uh, we need we need both. We need uh, we need music. We need worship. We need to be able to do that together. Um, but can't we do it as good as possible, but not based on performance, but building relationships in a deeper way?
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's you know it's so hard because again our culture is so. Um, There's such a level of expectation, you know, Um, and so that seems that's such a challenge. I mean, one of the things that we've went through, and again, I'm sure every church goes through the whole volume thing of, you know, people complaining about volume and all that. And one of the things that I've said, we have some some folks who have been maybe more um, vocal about that. And, you know, I've said a few times, well, let me talk to them because I have history. You know, I have history with these folks and I can help them understand, again, through relationship, that our motives and our intention is not to offend them and not to, um, you know, make it so it's crazy. But there's 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 a reason and there's an intent intent of why we're going for a certain volume, you know, and that can only happen through a conversation with somebody and a relationship with somebody you know, because the other side of that of, well, they're just old people complaining. Well, that doesn't do anybody any good, you know, because they're not. They're members of the body. They're important people who have put years of investment into this church, and we have to respect them, and we have to respect them by having a conversation with them. And that's one small little example, but I think there's lots of those examples. One of the things that I think we need to do more of as a church in sort of worship uh, music environment is tell the congregation why we do what we do. Mm. I don't, I don't think we do that enough. You know, that used to be something that was kind of part of the church culture, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't seem to be anymore. You know, you know, it's like, Many times I'll say, "Well, if we're gonna like do some particular thing, or read something, or th- mm-hmm. explain it, tell them why are we doing right. this? What, what's the thought process? Why did we get to this? You know, or why are, mm. like if you're gonna add lights or you're gonna add a haze or whatever? You, you need to explain. I think you need to have a point where you explain. By the way, we're adding this. Here's why we're adding." And explaining to people so it's not just, oh, well, well, they want to look like Vegas, they're adding this other stuff. No, these people will make up whatever they're going to make up, you know, if we don't give an explanation. And I think church wide, that's a big deal, but I think it's really important for worship teams because, uh, again, you want to make sure that as a body, we're, we're all in this together and we're doing this together. It's not just these guys coming up with clever ideas up on the platform to, to do stuff. You know
1: yeah and and I'm very sensitive to that and Tracy knows he knows what I'm gonna say here but um, I live with epilepsy mm. and so many times I'm at these conventions or these big churches and so much of the lighting mm. it can affect those of us who are light sensitive mm. is anybody thinking about us you know that's the way we feel those of us who are affected mm. by the sound or by the lighting that I personally may like if i had not been suffering from this uh, this illness or this disability or however we want to label it um but are those who are planning to put these lights these flashing lights and the coolest things and the loudest noise are they thinking about us or are they just trying to score the highest ranking of we're doing the newest coolest thing in town
2: mm-hmm.
1: we and we often feel left out we feel like the ones that nobody is thinking of well, I hear the importance of
0: of listening, of caring enough to hear the story behind the story to, to, to discover the why. You know, uh, which requires time. It requires intentionality. Requires us caring enough uh, that I, I want to hear the story. I, I want to know, you know, what it is. It's, it's that the Stephen Covey. Uh, I want to seek. I'm seeking to understand before I'm trying to seek to be understood.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, caring enough to. To, to care well this has been delightful yes we appreciate you and i personally appreciate you the the way you have helped me more than you know mm-hmm. and uh, it it is uh uh having had you know music stores and whatnot around the area uh to go to uh, a place that is further away indiana where it gets colder than it does in georgia <laughs> uh, it's. I appreciate you, my friend, and uh, it's been a wonderful time together, man. Uh, how can people find you? I know you've got some resources out there. How can we? How can people connect with, with Derek?
2: Yeah. So you can always email me at my Sweetwater email address, which is just Derek underscore Sweetwater, Derek underscore Sinistrero at Sweetwater And you know, spelling wise, I don't know. You want me to spell it? I can. But it's a lot. I'll later. put it in the show notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll put then, all that there. Um, on YouTube, it's just under my name, so the mm-hmm. YouTube things that I have, and the podcast is uh, the Why of Worship, and that there's a bunch of different ones there. I need to do more sure. of those. It's always a that's lot what of I work. was
1: getting ready to say. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> want Tracy and I you to do more, to feel like you need great. to do that more. Your voice needs to be heard, Derek. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I'd love to have you back sometime.
0: Uh, blessings to you. Have a wonderful holiday season as well. And again, thanks so much. You know, our effort is always is to help. People find the best way to make their next step their best step. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Surfaces, is available now at www.chrismaxwell.me or Amazon, where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their new musical releases at www.casualamericans.com or at your favorite music suppliers. We release Next Steps Leadership each Thursday. So join us again next week on The Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best steps.